God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, you know, um, we are uh, still under attack from the globalists and the liberals. And yet, you know, things are things are going crazy out there. You know, today we're going to get the inflation report. It's going to be really bad for Joe Biden. Joe Biden is leaving Israel today, and he's going over to Saudi Arabia. And he, he has this policy, he doesn't want to shake hands, and uh, no shaking hands, because he doesn't want that photo op. Somehow that's going to make a difference in the 2022 election uh, with his radical left who hates Israel and loves Palestinians who blow things up, innocent people, and uh, wants to buy... Iranian oil rather than, you know, and that's our one little bargaining chip. Hey, Saudi Arabia, if you don't do more for us, we're going to be uh, going and, and strengthening Iran. That's their bargaining chip. And uh, I think it's a horrible bargaining chip uh, because Iran, uh, Saudi Arabia knows exactly what they're going to be doing. I mean, they're a one-trick pony. They're an, a linear progression there there you could see it coming a mile away and Saudi Arabia is going to do whatever they what is best for Saudi Arabia you know we could have had this great relationship that we forged with Donald Trump normalizing relationships through the Abraham Accords and um, uh, with the Gulf states and Saudi Arabia wants to do business with Israel and now you got basically the United States leadership hating Israel more than, say, Saudi Arabia does. And the, yeah, I keep hearing this name, Khashoggi. And everybody who listens to this show knows I know Khashoggi to be a socialist globalist in bed with Bill Gates and Alawid bin Talal and connected with the royal family and connected with Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. 
and the head of the Four Seasons, and they're on videotape. And not only did were, were they given money to set up a propaganda arm to basically overthrow the Saudi Arabian Kingdom, um, but also uh, just create havoc around the region, supporting terrorists. They were the Saudi Arabians that actually were part and parcel um, breeding a breeding ground for 9-11. It was that breed, it was that liberal socialist breed of American hater uh, or West hater um, Saudis and Arabs. And they're the ones that were engaged in endless conflict because they were making lots of money off of the weapons that were being bought and sold. So the Khashoggi, Jamal Khashoggi, wasn't just a columnist at the Washington Post. And you could just find, you know, if you just do a little research, you'll find out that, that Bin Talal, Alawi Bin Talal and Jamal Khashoggi were joined at the hip. They were business partners. And so I don't know why that keeps getting dismissed. I wish people would understand more and more who this Jamal Khashoggi guy is. I only bring it up because every time I hear about this trip, Biden is meeting up with Solomon. And I hear this trip. They always and, and they always throw in that the uh, Solomon leadership is a violation of human rights. They probably are. It's Saudi Arabia. I'm not really defending Saudi Arabia's human rights track record. But what I would say, they're probably very much in the same camp as Putin. How could you really defend Putin? But Putin, uh, I think, is is, uh, doing, um, doing what he thinks he needs to do because of the globalist aggression. See, I have more of a problem with globalism than I actually do with Russia. And I have more of a problem with globalists in Europe and in Canada and here in the United States than I do with the the, the Saudi kingdom right now. And they have a long way to go, but so so do the globalists. The globalists need to be shut down, in my opinion. And uh, it's because they're such tyrannical dictators wanting to be that. And they they already have something great in place. They have a democracy that's in place. And they're getting in bed with all the wrong people. And they are okay with this one-sided... You know, we should have seen the censorship in big tech coming from a mile away. We saw it. We felt it. But we really didn't realize how connected to the government it was. I think that that connection with the government is really strong. And I don't think we understood why the Section 230 kept being left alone and why laws were being put up to defend and protect the censorship of the big tech and whose side and why it became a political football and why the conservatives had zero chance. And we could see it play out with Twitter and Elon Musk and all these other things. And that's why this media propaganda that Jamal Khashoggi was involved with, 
uh, was so important because it's the war of ideas and a proliferation of information that was actually going to do Iran in at one point. But in any case, they're having a trip over there. They're going to try to lower the gas prices. Of course, they're not. And I don't even believe that we're consuming more gas. So why are we having supply chain issues? And the answer to that question could, a tea leaf to that, the answer to that question uh, was that Biden met up with uh, uh, AMLO, Lovador uh, um, uh, Ortez, the uh, Mexican leader, um, Lovador Ortega. Um, so the AMLO, the Mexican president, um, he offered that, you know, if you're in California, if you're in Texas or wherever, and you want cheaper gas, you can go south of the border and you can buy gas cheaper in Mexico. So why is it cheaper in Mexico than in the United States? Taxation would be one thing. Regulation would be another. You know, there's a lot that uh, the Biden administration is doing to jack up the price of gas. They want to blame the oil companies, but they make uh, the gas stations make more money on a Twinkie than they do on a gallon of gas. The profit margins are slim. And it's not anything to do with Putin. It's not. It's everything to do with futures. It's everything to do with speculators. The speculators see that Biden didn't renew the leases, that there's going to be a supply and demand crisis, a supply issue. There's always going to be demand, but they see the supply dwindling, especially when you take our our emergency reserves and you give them to Hunter Biden's a Hunter Biden connected corporation that uh, winds up transferring oil into China. So you got to ask these questions and then you got to ask the question, what kind of dirt does China have on Joe Biden and the Biden crime family? And the Bidens, you know, it's interesting, but the Bidens are meddling in every single shady government. They're not doing their corruption. They're not doing their corruption in Norway, or they're not doing their corruption in Germany, or in France, or some first world developed nation where the corruption's already in place and Biden doesn't have enough muscle. Hunter Biden, I'm talking about, and... And, of course, the big boss, the big guy, Joe. But I'm talking about they wound, they wind up in every one of these developing nations. They wind up in these developing nations. So Paul Sperry just wrote, uh, breaking Senate staffers investigating Hunter and Jim Biden alleged laundering of $5 million in funds from Chinese military from CEFC are zeroing in on POTUS' sister-in-law, Sarah Biden, a lawyer consultant who refused to provide their bank, uh, their bank uh, docs explaining irregular transfer transfers flagged by Treasury. So this is heating up, and 
there's a lot more to this Biden crime family than we ever once first thought. And, of course, all these videos of Hunter Biden with their hookers naked, wielding a gun that he got illegally, is all being spread about on social media now. And the media can't deny it. So what's the media going to do? Of course, Biden, as a result of his poor performance, is tanking in the polls. And yet liberals would still support Biden over Trump no matter what. So when Biden was uh, lying, he was like, well, 92 percent. Uh, when he was asked the question about why 94% of Democrats would like to see another candidate, 64% strong, but 94% are okay with seeing another candidate. Um, Democrats, 26% support, say they would like to see, they, 20, oh, 94% of 30 and under, it was 20 to 30-year-olds, 94% of 20 to 30-year-olds um, or 18 to 30-year-olds, were basically saying that figure. But overall, 26%, only 26% of Democrat voters support Joe Biden as their nominee. And so that's going to pave the way for Gavin Newsom, who's already kind of indicated that he wants to run. So Gavin Newsom, you know, more radically left than Joe Biden, if you can even imagine that. And better looking than Joe Biden and represents uh, a state that he it's already in the tank for the Democrats. So California, I don't see how they win even with that, uh, even with Gavin Newsom. And I also think that uh, uh, I think that they're they're going to find a lot of dirt on Gavin Newsom. So we'll see what happens. But I wanted to play this clip the last two days Uh, Well, actually, yesterday, I wanted to play this clip of uh, Tucker Carlson talking about China and the Biden crime family. And it was a great presentation. I'm going to go ahead and play that clip um, now, earlier in the show, and we'll talk about it after it uh, airs here. So let's take a listen. Last summer, a group of American intelligence analysts working for the U.S. government issued a report on the origins of COVID. They've been asked to, and they did. Now, these people work at CIA, NSA, a bunch of other agencies, and they concluded that the coronavirus may very well have been manufactured in a lab by the Chinese military. Turns out that's not a talk radio conspiracy theory. As a factual matter, it's a very real possibility. And if it's true, if that's what happened, and again, many highly informed people believe that's exactly what happened, That would mean the Chinese government is responsible for killing millions of people around the world. It would also raise questions, obvious questions, about motive. Why would China unleash a deadly virus on the globe? To the American mind, that is an unimaginable thing to do, but the Chinese government thinks very differently from the way that we think. And here's why. America has been the dominant power in the world for more than 100 years, since the end of the First World War when Europe destroyed itself. Empires destroying themselves always paves way for new empires, something we should keep in mind at the moment. So American attitudes about everything are shaped by generations of casual affluence. We're in charge and we always will be in charge. That's what all of us assume. But the Chinese government does not assume this about us or them. Until fairly recently, China was a poor country. 
There are still millions of living Chinese who remember seeing their neighbors starve to death during famines. As a result of that experience, China is very aggressive and very ambitious in ways that your average State Department official from Bethesda could not begin to comprehend. So would a government like that use COVID as a bioweapon? Well, why wouldn't it? The coronavirus reshuffled the global order. It crushed the American economy. It made China preeminent. If China takes over the world, and that appears to be coming, COVID will be one of the main reasons it was able to. So by definition, you would think we would want to know where COVID came from. That's a meaningful question. But Joe Biden doesn't want to know. He ignored the report he ordered. He ignored the findings of his own intelligence agencies. That's bizarre when you think about it. And if you think that's weird, how about this? This February, Biden canceled a counter-espionage program called the China Initiative. Now, the point of that program was stopping the rampant threat of our national security secrets by the government of China. But the White House decided to very little fanfare that somehow that program was racist and therefore it had to end. That means the Chinese government can now spy and steal with impunity. Not since Franklin Roosevelt colluded with Joseph Stalin has an American president done anything like that. But Joe Biden didn't hesitate. And then he kept doing things like this. Now Biden says he plans to end tariffs against China, tariffs that Donald Trump put in place and that China has been complaining about ever since. And not only is Joe Biden ending tariffs against China, Joe Biden's Justice Department has just arrested the man responsible for those tariffs. His name is Peter Navarro. He was the most effective China hawk in the Trump administration. Last month, Peter Navarro was handcuffed at a Washington, D.C. airport and dragged to jail in leg irons. Why? Supposedly because of January 6th. But Peter Navarro had literally nothing to do with January 6th. He wasn't even there. But Joe Biden didn't stop there. Steve Bannon was the other notable voice in the Trump administration, warning about the growing power and malicious intent of the Chinese government. In November of last year, Steve Bannon was also arrested by the Biden Justice Department, also on absurd pretexts. So take a step back. What's the message here? Well, it's unmistakable. Don't criticize the Chinese government or we will throw you in jail. Now, if you happen to be watching all of this from Beijing, as Chinese leaders definitely have been, you would be applauding. Joe Biden just arrested your loudest critics. How gratifying is that? Things are going well for you. You already control Canada, whose brain-dead prime minister is effectively a Chinese lackey. Now the most powerful country in the world is doing exactly what you want it to do. You'd be thrilled by this. You'd be especially thrilled to see Joe Biden destroy America's single greatest asset, which is its domestic energy supply, and make the United States entirely dependent on Chinese technology for wind and solar projects. If you're the Chinese government, this is the masterstroke. This is the checkmate. Once you control a country's energy grid, you control that country. And you would know that because you didn't go to Yale Law School. And you know something about reality as a result. And by the way, if you're watching all of this from Beijing, you would find it especially amusing to have the president of the United States sell you his country's strategic petroleum reserve, even as he declared oil and gas off limits to his own population. If you could pull that off, you would know you were entirely in charge of the U.S. government. You could make Joe Biden do anything. But of course, you already knew that because you've seen it in action. When American forces left Afghanistan, Joe Biden turned over Afghanistan's entire mineral wealth, which is vast, to the Chinese government. That would include gold and coal and oil and gas, lithium, rare earth minerals, resources the United States needs to make smartphones, automobiles, power or energy grid. But Joe Biden handed all of that to the government of China. And then he kept going. 
Biden also dropped the Trump administration's efforts to ban Chinese surveillance programs that poses social media apps. That means WeChat and TikTok. Then Biden approved licenses for Huawei, which is controlled by the Chinese government, to buy auto chips. That gives the Chinese government even deeper control over the automotive supply chain in this country, one of our last manufacturing sectors. And then as a humiliating flourish, a deep and groveling kowtow, Joe Biden signed a so-called climate pledge with China. China will ignore this pledge. Obviously, they already are ignoring it. But we will take the pledge seriously because that's the kind of country we are. And that pledge will further cripple our domestic energy production because that's what it was designed to do. It's all pretty amazing when you think about it, when you put it in context. Whatever helps the Chinese government, Joe Biden has dutifully done. Whatever hurts America's most important strategic interests, he has also done. But why has he done this? How did the Chinese government wind up with so much control over the United States president, over Joe Biden's behavior? We've been mulling that for more than a year. And that's why since October of 2020, we have been on the Hunter Biden laptop story, because that seems like the key to this question, how the Chinese government got so much control over Joe Biden. Now, the tech companies have tried to censor that story at every turn. They're doing so again tonight. And it's not surprising why they're beholden to China as well. But we've continued to pull those threads. So is the Daily Mail. In April, the Daily Mail reported that a whistleblower was in possession of 450 gigabytes of deleted material from Hunter Biden's laptop. The whistleblower's name is Jack Maxey. He'd gone to Switzerland, fearing retaliation. We wanted to know more. So in April, we flew to Zurich to meet Jack Maxey. Here's part of what he told us. So you've taken a look at the laptop and you now believe that there are deleted files on that laptop that nobody else has seen, but that you have found and seen. Um, describe how you found these files. Well, my first purpose of this trip was to get the 128,000 emails of which 120,000 were in archives on the original uh, visible portion of it and to catalog all of the text messages, which most of which are also in archives. And we did that relatively quickly. I was just going to make copies for the Senate, the House, and all the state AGs and see if maybe local sheriffs could start enforcing the laws that the feds wouldn't. And about day five of this process, uh, one of my guys said, hey, Jack, I feel like there's more on here. Do you mind if I try some little tricks? And I said, sure, go ahead. And within 15 minutes, he's like, oh, my God, we just got 10, th you know, 10 gigabytes of this, five gigabytes of this, that and the other thing. Um, ultimately, we ended up with over 100,000 more emails that we've been able to scrape out of it. 80,000 images and videos. So you can say what you want about Jack Maxey and you can dismiss him by calling him names. But the story he was telling was really interesting, tantalizing, in fact, given what we already knew was on the laptop. But for some reason, no one in law enforcement appeared to be listening or even care. But the Daily Mail kept going on this. Recently, they said they gained access to a backup of Hunter Biden's iPhone from the laptop. And it's a good thing they did. It turned out to be a trove of fascinating information. It included a voicemail from Joe Biden to his son talking about a story in The New York Times about Hunter Biden's business dealings in China. Here's part of it. Hey, pals, Dad, it's 815. Um, 
on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. So the context for that is complicated. Here's what's not complicated. Joe Biden has said on the record repeatedly that he had no knowledge of his son's business dealings with China. That proves Joe Biden was lying. And we have a lot more on this coming up. But just know that that voicemail, which apparently is real, proves that Joe Biden knew about his son's business dealings with China. That ought to be enough to spur a wave of media inquiries to the White House. Why did you lie to us? You haven't seen that. Now, the Times piece you just heard Joe Biden reference was published on December 12th, 2018. The story reported on Hunter's dealings with a man called Yi Zheming. He led the CEFC, China Energy Company, until 2018. At that point, he was arrested on charges of corruption and economic crimes by the Chinese government, which is never a good thing. He hasn't been seen since. The government of China has seized most of CFFC's assets. One of his top deputies, called Patrick Ho, was also convicted in New York of bribing African officials to help Iran avoid oil sanctions. What a group. These are Hunter Biden's business friends. So why would Joe Biden have any interest in this? Why would he be concerned about a New York Times story on CEFC and Hunter Biden? Well, it could be for the obvious reason. Joe Biden himself was making money from this, from CEFC, lots of money. According to emails obtained by the New York Post from Hunter Biden's laptop in October of 2020, one of Hunter Biden's business partners, James Gillier, explained that Joe Biden would receive a 10% stake in CEFC. Quote, the equity will be distributed as follows, he wrote. 20 to Hunter, 20 to Rob Walker, 20 to Gillier himself, 20 to Tony Bobulinski, 10 to Jimmy Biden, that would be Hunter Biden, that would be a, the president's brother, and quote, 10% held for the big guy. The big guy. So Tony Bobulinski, whom we interviewed for a full hour, he got a 20% stake of this deal, told us that there was, quote, no question the big guy is who he so obviously is. That would be Joe Biden. This arrangement meant millions of Chinese dollars for Hunter and Joe Biden. In early 2017, just a few weeks after Biden left the White House the first time, a company controlled by Yi called State Energy HK sent $6 million in wire transfers to Robinson Walker LLC. Robinson Walker LLC was controlled by Rob Walker, one of Hunter Biden's business partners. Then in June of 2017, Hunter Biden emailed Yi demanding $10 million more as seed money for a new company called Sinohawk Holdings. In August of 2017, another Hunter Biden controlled company called Hudson West received a $5 million wire from CEFC. CFC also paid Hunter Biden's law firm, Owasco, nearly $5 million. These are according to bank records reviewed by Senate investigators. If we just pause here for a moment. In their details, these stories bear a striking resemblance to the Russiagate insanity that we were dragged through for years. Remember, they go on TV and bore you for an hour with how all these things fit together, and then this money went that way. But in the end, there was nothing there. Operating on the theory, which isn't really a theory, it's true that they always accuse you of exactly what they themselves are doing. It's kind of striking that the truth about what the Biden family, the president, his son and his brother, Jimmy, 
is almost exactly what they accused the Trumps of doing. Except in the case of the Bidens, they really were getting rich from a foreign power that means us harm. And it's not Russia, which is globally almost irrelevant. It's China, which is now preeminent. So to continue with the details, Owasco in turn sent the $1.4 million to Lion Hall Consulting. That was a consulting firm run by Jimmy Biden, the former nightclub owner, the president's brother, and his wife. And that was just the beginning of the arrangement. Emails unearthed by the New York Post found that someone called the chairman, that would be Yi, promised to pay Hunter Biden $10 million a year for, quote, and we're quoting, introductions alone. In other words, leveraging his father's position in government to get rich. That's illegal, right? It's also a violation of the FARA Act, which the Biden administration has been enforcing against its political enemies. So Hunter Biden wrote to a CEFC official that he had amended the deal to provide for, quote, a much more lasting and lucrative arrangement, end quote. These payments continued even after CEFC's leaders were arrested on corruption charges. Hunter was paid another $1 million to represent his deputy, Patrick O, even though he had no criminal defense experience because he was a lawyer because he went to Yale Law School because he's a genius, the one that your kids can't get into because they're not as smart as Hunter Biden. Ooh, this is one corrupt system the Bidens sit atop of. And if that's not enough, Hunter once referred to Patrick Ho, and we're quoting, as the effing spy chief of China, according to leaked audio obtained by Real Clear Politics. So here you have the president's son who's talking to his dad about his business deal with China, admitting the guy he is dealing with is the Chinese government's spy chief. It's almost unbelievable. Joe Biden has sort of been asked about this. His response, I didn't know anything. Watch. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. Huh. You lie, and now you've been caught lying. So after the voicemail we played a moment ago surfaced a few weeks ago, proving that Biden lied, the White House was asked about this. Not the president directly, but his publicist, the glass ceiling breaking publicist they're always bragging about. Watch the response. Why is there a voicemail of the president talking to his son about his overseas business dealings if the president has said he's never spoken to his son about his overseas business dealings? Well, first I'll say that uh, what the president said stands. So. If he, if that's what the president said, that he, that is what stands. And you second, secondly, New York Times but secondly, concerning secondly, business dealings, and he says, I think you're clear. How is that not him talking to his son about his overseas business dealings? We're not from this podium. I am not going to talk about alleged materials from the laptop. So I will. Are you the, I'm the not. Voice on the voicemail? I am not going to talk about alleged materials on the laptop. Are it's you not happening. Then that it is not. Peter, I refer you. To, uh, to his son's representative. Alleged material. So they can get away with that because no major news organization in the United States picked up the thread. We tried to. We're a talk show. and We flew to Zurich because we thought, wow, maybe there's something there. But the big newspapers completely ignored this, even though it's been out there for a year and a half. And it's obvious it's not just about Hunter Biden being a crackhead who liked hookers. It's about the Biden family, including the president of the United States, business dealings with the government of China, which seeks to displace the United States globally. 
So because no news organizations would take this up and because law enforcement agencies seemed completely uninterested, the FBI has had a copy of this laptop for years now and done nothing with it, it's fallen to people like Jack Maxey to find out what this is about. So on Sunday, a programmer who worked with Maxey posted a live stream video outlining his intention of dropping Biden's, Hunter Biden's entire hard drive online, along with clues for users to break into the iPhone and iPad backups. He put it on 4chan which is some sort of website that's basically not very moderated. And it's kind of the website of last resort for people who want to get information out there but can't because everything is so completely censored at this point. So even on 4chan, the moderators quickly took these links down, but Internet users are already seeding the contents of the backups on torrent sites. Bottom line, this is going to live online forever. It's not going away. Now, is it real? We have no reason to believe any of these data are fabricated. We've not independently verified them. We're not putting some of this stuff on the air. It's salacious. But it's pretty obvious that the materials that we've looked at are real. At the same time, it's becoming clear that Maxi and his former coders are the only two people making any progress in investigating Hunter Biden's criminal activity. Again, the FBI has done nothing since obtaining the hard drive years ago. Meanwhile, it's raiding people's houses because they, what, supported Trump in the last election? And the tech companies, as always, are on board on China's side, once again, censoring any discussion of Hunter Biden's activities, criminal activities, some of which are on video. And if you don't believe it, try it yourself. Type in Hunter Biden weighing crack on a scale, which is out there. Type that into Google and see what happens. You'll get obscure results from random YouTube channels. When you click on Google's news tab, nothing from an American media publication appears. They're stepping on the scale. They're censoring information as they have from the very beginning. Why are they doing that? Because it matters. That's why. It's not about whether Hunter Biden was a druggie. Yeah, he was with a screwed up personal life and a weird personal life. Yeah, knew that. That's not what it's about. They're not protecting Hunter Biden. They're protecting this administration and they're trying to prevent you from understanding this administration's posture toward China. Among the latest findings, as reported by Andrew Kerr at the Washington Examiner, are that, quote, Joe Biden wired $100,000 to Hunter Biden during the same time frame. Hunter Biden spent over $30,000 on Russian escorts who may very well be linked to an Eastern European human trafficking ring. <laughs> There's a lot like that. But again, the real story is not that Hunter Biden is a crackhead who likes prostitutes and underage girls, although that appears to be very true. And law enforcement should look into it. But for the rest of us, that's not the real story. The real story is that the Biden family was getting rich from business with our enemies. They were selling access to the US government to China. And that is a crime, it's certainly a moral crime. As recently as 2020, Joe Biden denied that he or his family had made any money from China. Watch this. Vice President Biden, there have been questions about the work your son has done in China and for a Ukrainian energy company when you were vice president. In retrospect, was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Nothing was unethical. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had, a, the only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. So you spend so much time noting Joe Biden's creeping senility that you can overlook the fact that in his lucid moments, he's a liar, just flat out liar. That's a lie. In fact, it's a lie so obvious, even the Washington Post, which has carried water for Biden since the very beginning, had to correct it. According to the Washington Post, quote, 
Over the course of 14 months, the Chinese energy conglomerate, that would be CEFC, and its executives paid $4.8 million to entities controlled by Hunter Biden and his uncle. That would be Jimmy Biden, the former nightclub owner. Are these guys experts on energy? What are they experts on? Nothing. Leveraging the U.S. government for personal profit. That's it. And it's not just CEFC that funded the Bidens. In all, Hunter Biden made more than $30 million from entities affiliated with China's communist government. Hunter Biden's biggest deal with China involved a Chinese investment fund called Bohai Harvest RST, or BHR. In December of 2013, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden flew to Beijing. It was a government trip on a government plane. And that's when Hunter introduced his father to a BHR executive. Again, that's a flat-out violation of the law. You can't take Air Force Two to China to lobby on behalf of the Chinese government, your own father. Full-on crime. Now, the Bidens denied it, but Hunter eventually took a 10% stake in that company, a stake worth about $20 million. Then a Chinese company called Harvest Global wired another $5 million to another company controlled by Hunter Biden, this one called Burnham Asset Management. God, he's got more companies than your average mafia don. According to the Washington Free Beacon, Hunter Biden, quote, reached out directly to the firm's chairman and said the investment, and we're quoting, would be important to the Biden family. Biden family, including his dad, the vice president of the United States. So what's in it for Harvest Global? Well, per the Free Beacon, quote, Biden put together a financial proposal for Burnham to pitch to Harvest that promised, quote, Washington, D.C. access for investors. They're selling influence, selling influence with the U.S. government. Again, not to Belgium, not to Swaziland, to China, the country that has the United States in its sights. They want to displace us as the leader of the world, and they will be cruel masters if they're ever able to do that. Hunter Biden also co-founded a firm famously called Rosemont Realty. This is a good one. Rosemont Realty owns commercial buildings all over the United States. Now, a Hong Kong-based firm called Gemini Investments later snapped up Rosemont Realty. Gemini was controlled at the time by Sino Ocean Land. That was chaired by the head of China Ocean Shipping Corporation, or Costco. As Peter Schweitzer reported, quote, Japanese government agencies report that, quote, Chinese intelligence services are closely linked to Costco. Well, of course they are. And that's true of all big Chinese companies. It's not like the United States. They don't have independent big businesses in China. They're all arms of the Chinese government. Now, China's president, Xi Jinping, has called Costco, and we're quoting, the dragon's head for China. What did Hunter Biden make for doing this? About 180 grand. Now, we know about most of this because of reporting from Hunter Biden's laptop, which now everyone admits is authentic. But for more than a year, you were not allowed to talk about the story. And now maybe you understand why. It wasn't protecting the feelings of Hunter Biden's family or making fun of his drug addiction or seeing pictures of him with M&M stacked on his private parts. Yeah, whatever. It was about China. And that's why the media portrayed it at the time as a conspiracy theory. Watch. When you look at this uh, computer uh, store owner in Delaware who allegedly received Peter Hunter Biden's Strzok. laptop, that is more in line with the, when you think about somebody who's a useful idiot. That's kind of the entry point that is kind of, a, again, a classic indicator of the potential uh, presence of disinformation. Right-wing media has been focused on Hunter Biden, this laptop uh, that intelligence mm -hmm. officials have warned or is likely Russian disinformation. Law enforcement is actively investigating whether the alleged Hunter Biden emails are linked to any foreign intel ops. The story is preposterous. So we're supposed to believe that Hunter Biden in a drunken stupor dropped off his laptop in, I guess, apparently QAnon repair office. 
So again, having been a rich country for over a hundred years, Americans are not trained to think in geopolitical terms. We're not trained to think in terms of which country is more powerful than which other country. Who makes the decisions? Who's in charge? That's the way China thinks of everything. And so this story intersects with the single biggest story taking place generationally in the world, and that's the rise of China and the decline of the United States. And the Biden family participated directly in that shift of power from the United States to China. Now, in 100 years, this will all be very, very obvious. But in the meantime, do not be distracted. This is not about Hunter Biden arguing with a hooker about how much crack is on the scale. This is about our leaders, the Biden family, and not just the Biden family, selling out America, including its most precious assets, to the Chinese government. Wow. If that doesn't blow your mind, I don't know what could possibly blow your mind. That was a really long um, segment that I gave to Tucker Carlson just then, Um, but it was worth it because he did a lot of research he cited the Free Beacon. He cited um, uh, the Daily Caller. He cited the New York Post. You know, the, he cited a lot of good work done by a lot of good journalists. And he also referenced how the mainstream media just swipes it under the rug. CEFC stands for China Energy Fund Committee. China Energy Fund Committee. Remember, Eric Swalwell uh, was sleeping with a a honey trap, uh, Fang Fang, right? And Diane Feinstein, and these are California politicians. Diane Feinstein, her driver and bag man, body man, body man, um, basically someone who you know, is like her chief of staff. Uh, advisor, not advisor, but uh, driver, protector, and also um, just somebody that's listening in on things and being part of her inner circle, uh, was with her for, I think, uh, I've heard uh, 25 years. I'm not sure if that's right. But definitely a long time person in her staff. And turned out he was a spy from China. And then you have Mitch McConnell's wife. Her family owns the Foremost Group, which is a shipping company. And that's why he got the name Cocaine Mitch, because some of their shipping cargo was stopped and investigated for, you know, uh, transporting drugs, cocaine. And it could be fentanyl or it could be anything. But, you know, Cocaine Mitch didn't just come out of thin air. It wasn't that he was a coke addict, although he might be. I don't know. Um, Mitch McConnell is the head of the Senate for the Republican Party. Talk about China infiltrating America. How about Mitch McConnell infiltrating the Republican agenda and hijacking it? That's uh, that's that that word infiltration. You know, is what happened on J sixth. They call it an insurrection, but it really was an infiltration from the FBI, the Department of Justice, and the CIA. Talk about intruding into our private lives. The CIA 
has been busted for financing uh, a lot of social media influencing uh, to indoctrinate not only our children, if they can't get them in school because of the the parents' protests, they're, they're going to get them online. And that's why TikTok should have been banned. And, and uh, because it's a spying mechanism in your home by China. You don't know whether that mic is on or not. Just because the little light doesn't blow up, why would they put the light on to let you know their mic, that you're being listened to? You know, and it's true. Uh, I've said some things in front of my Amazon uh, uh, smart speaker. And lo and behold, next thing you know, I start to see stuff on online that I said verbally. Or I made a statement of I have to go somewhere. And I open up my Lyft app or Uber. Uber is in big trouble, by the way. Uber that has a whistleblower that's engaged in government in- integration, um, getting sweetheart deals. And, and of course, Lyft. Valerie Jarrett, Obama's girl, uh, sits on the board of Lyft. Uh, and these these organizations also are in control of your every move. If they can't get you with your satellite phone, that your GPS, they're going to get you with that Lyft and Uber to know every, every your, your every whereabout and uh, what you've been up to in every single way. But I'll mention something, and a speaker hears me, and next thing you know, I open up Lyft and it knows exactly where I'm going. That's kind of a strange thing too. So, you know, at some point we got to consider a strategy of getting off the grid. And um, But we are becoming the laughing stock of the world. Just take a listen to this Australian news reporter talking about Hunter Biden. This is a Rita Pan- Panahi, the Rita Panahi show over in Australia on Sky News. Let's take a listen. Now today, more videos of Hunter Biden's antics have come to light. Many of them are simply too obscene to play here or even to describe. This guy, for reasons I'll never understand, films himself doing the creepiest things, including arguing with a woman about the size of his crack stash. Wait, wait, I just laid out the bag. It's 2.06. 2.07 without the bag. According to Joe Biden, that's the smartest man he knows, as he really said that. And talking about the big guy, remember what Joe Biden said about those who are found with even a small amount of crack. If you have a piece of crack cocaine no bigger than this quarter that I'm holding in my hand, one quarter of one dollar. We passed a law through the leadership of Senator Thurman and myself and others, a law that says if you're caught with that, you go to jail for five years. You get no probation, you get nothing other than five years in jail judge doesn't have a choice five years minimum but i guess that was for the poor kids in the projects not the entitled fail son of a u.s senator vice president and now president 
Yeah. Good point, right? You know, five years, judge doesn't even get a choice. So why is Hunter Biden not in jail for five years? Just on that video alone. Why? So, you know, it's it's crazy stuff. But you want crazy, it gets even crazier. Um, Sh- Senator Hawley... Okay, so the Washington Post uh, is defending this woman, too. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, this woman's uh, name, and I, I wanted to get her name, actually, but um, it's a Missouri Republican, refused to acknowledge the same, the, that some transgender men, men can get pregnant. Okay, that was Senator Hawley. And I'm trying to, I think her name is Mrs. Bridges. Uh, let's see. I'm going to try to get it, but uh, let's see. Says Senator Josh Hawley during a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing Tuesday on le- on the legal impact of the Roe v. Wade was accused of by a congressional witness of employing a transphobic line of questioning. So Hawley asked University of Oh yeah, that's right, University of California at Berkeley law professor Kiara M. Bridges whom she was talking about when she spoke about people with a capacity for pregnancy. That's how she would refer to it, at people with a capacity for pregnancy. Isn't that bizarre? That's absolutely bizarre. So we're going to take a listen to, to this clip. It's, it's absolutely like astonishing and absurd. Um, while I pull up that clip, I'm looking at a picture taken up a trans guy wearing a skirt and fishnet stockings at Camp Lejeune. He's a military guy. And everybody else around is dressed in uniform. This guy looks like Corporal Klinger in mesh in the chow hall. It's absolutely uh, absurd. So let's take a listen to this. This is astonishing, really, that, that when you think about it. Lead lives that are filled with dignity and humanity. And that to means your, being to able your way to... of thinking, that happens when more black babies are aborted. Oh, okay. So this is the prequel, prequel to this, uh, Josh Hawley. Okay, this is the prequel. This is where she says um, that, that phrase, a person with a capacity for pregnancy. Let's take a listen lead lives that are filled with dignity and humanity. And that to means your, being to able your way to, of thinking, that happens when more black babies are aborted. I believe, I trust, I love black people with the capacity for pregnancy. I think they have agency, they have intelligence, they know what is best for themselves, and I would love to create the conditions under which they can live lives that are filled with dignity and humanity. And do you think a, do you think a, a baby that is delivered alive has value? Yes. Do you think that a, um, a, a baby that is not yet born has value? I believe that a person with a capacity for pregnancy has value. They have intelligence. They have agency. They no, have I'm dignity. talking about the baby. And I'm talking about the person with a capacity for and I'm, pregnancy. And you're not answering the question. So here, here that's that. Now but let's take a listen to Sean Hall, being here. Josh Hawley. Uh, before, uh, I, I want to visit with you, Ms. Maskey, but before I do, I just want to clear one thing up. Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. It, would that be women? 
many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my us, line of questioning. Because so we can't talk about it. Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm is denying that trans people exist by asking are you, you if you're talking are you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that the, uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think so. <laughs> so you are denying that trans people like this thing. And that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you? Absolutely. Or are they also treated like this? Where no, no, no. They're, they're told that to they're at opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow. I, I would learn a lot. I've learned you, a lot. I know. This exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Yeah, I'm well, I'm, I'm, and so, so this is kind of an interesting uh, thing. This is Monty Python from 1979. And it is uh, Son of Brian, uh, Life of Brian, Monty Python, Life of Brian, 1979. Let's take a listen. I do feel red, but any anti-imperialist group like ours must reflect such a divergence of interest within its power base. Agreed. Francis? Yeah, I think Judith's point of view is very valid, Rach. Provided the movement never forgets that it is the unalienable right of every man or woman, or woman to rid himself or herself. Or herself. Agreed. Thank you, brother. Or sister. Or sister. Where was I? I think you finished. Oh, right. Furthermore, it is the birthright of every man or woman. Why don't you shut up about women, Stan? You're putting us off. Women have a perfect right to play a part in our movement, Reg. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. Why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies! Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to gestate? You're going to keep it in a box? Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother, sister. <laughs> so you get the idea, right? That's uh, that's absolutely uh, funny. That was 1979. It's come to, to reality here today. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to use Red State over at MyPillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper Just to bury my kids right up to there